0: Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you as always for listening to this podcast. These podcasts are available to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three times a week. And uh, please uh, make sure to subscribe and uh, listen in. So what we have here on this podcast are ideas uh, related to mental health, ideas related to, uh, well, kind of to get out to those of you that are trying to figure out uh, some questions you have about yourself, some ideas about how to deal with certain things, and without maybe necessarily going in uh, to counseling and so forth, or maybe to kind of check out what counseling might be like. And so I share with you ideas and experiences that I, as a therapist uh, that I have, and and even give suggestions on what to look for in counseling. And so today what we're going to be talking about is this idea that uh, you, and I want you to think about this, so in your mind you're going to say, I, I am not my diagnosis. So last night, uh, or uh, let's see, when was that, a week ago, I was on Instagram doing uh, my live uh, presentation, the live video and that's every that's every week on Thursday at 8. And uh, this was a pretty popular topic. The idea is and there's a lot of response to this idea that hey, um just because we have a diagnosis doesn't mean that all of our experiences are defined by that diagnosis. And that's pretty important. I want you to think about that. The idea is You know, some of us, we want to identify, we want to say, okay, this is the reason why I act this way. So there's a certain comfort that comes with having a label, having a diagnosis. But it can also be something that kind of holds you down. It can put you in a place where you feel like maybe you have to use a disclaimer for your behavior or response because you're living up in your mind to that diagnosis. So you might feel like you have to explain or not share your emotion because It's better explained by anxiety or depression or what have you, when in fact you can actually be experiencing stress, fatigue, and so forth that's very appropriate to the situation. What I like about this idea about having symptoms that are appropriate to the situation and not necessarily defined by diagnosis what that does is it gives you evidence that there's more to you than that diagnosis. It says that your thoughts and feelings are indeed valid. And so wherever you're at with the, the mental health issue, depression, anxiety, OCD, whatever it is, is—those, if you look at those experiences and see that, hey, this fatigue matches this situation, What that does is it tells you that there's progress that can be made. You are able, you're capable to have a normal, what's called a normal, right? We talked about that on live uh, last week. What we perceive to be normal or healthy, we are capable of having that response. The flip side of that is if we view it as if it's more evidence of what we're experiencing in terms of symptoms of our diagnosis, then what that does is it limits us, it has this message within ourselves that we're incapable, that we're fallible, we're over-responding, and therefore, we're going to feed into our diagnosis, right? We're going to feel like we need to apologize for our response. We might feel like we need to withdraw to spare people from what we might feel like is an overreaction. I see this a lot in individuals that come in with anxiety and depression specifically. So the, the there's a client that comes to mind, and it's, it's an individual that has had some very sep- severe depression. And he's been working on his depression and doing great work, in my opinion. And what's happened with him, so this is a good example of what I'm talking about. What's happened is his depression has receded, his confidence has gone up, and he's just done a lot of really good things. And there's some things that have come up in his life, uh, some things that have just, uh, you know, they're not, uh, it's almost like bad luck, so to speak, but they just aren't kind of going his way. So he comes in and he says, you know what, my depression has just kicked in again. I What's wrong with me? And And think about that. Think about that in terms of your experience. Do you experience anxiety? Do you experience depression? And if you have a bad day, Let's say that you feel like you've started to conquer or do really well with this depression. Do you have that thought process that says, what I'm experiencing right now is evidence that something's wrong with me? And that's what was going on with this client is, I must be experiencing depression again, which means all my efforts to overcome depression uh, fell short. And what I said to this individual is I said, okay, tell me your symptoms of depression. And he was right. What he said is, well, definitely difficulty thinking and definitely fatigue. And so the idea is if we're brought up with uh, a history of mental health or we have a new diagnosis, we have a tendency to watch and see that, oh, This is fatigue. That matches up with that criteria. And what I said to him is, based on your situation, I'm not going to share that with you, but based on the situation that you're in, what you're saying is that your depression is causing fatigue and so forth, and other people in your situation, therefore, would not be experiencing fatigue, difficulty, concentrating, having trouble with hope. So the idea is, as as I talked about this with him, and I want you to think about it too, you know what, um, some situations are going to cause you to feel fatigue. They're going to cause you to have low motivation. And that's not a sign that you're diagnosable. It's not a sign that your meds are off. It's not a sign that uh, you went to a great place in therapy and with medications and so forth to get, overcome the anxiety, and now it's it's come back. And by the way, if it has come back, that that is a direct reflection of whatever that situation is and in its intensity. So what we're talking about right now is this idea of, hey, I am not my diagnosis. So often we we ascribe to this label because we want to understand what our experience is. However, we need to start looking at evidence that we're doing better that we're improving, and that our symptoms, our experiences, our responses are actually, they actually fall within uh, responses that many people have uh, in relationship to the situation that's going on. All right, I'm Fred Riley. Thank you again for listening to counseling on demand so today what we're talking about is this idea of i am not my diagnosis you know uh we do not like i'm sure you don't either uh like experiencing things and not understanding what uh, that experience means about you and your and uh, and uh, the way that you handle things, and so I'm sure you've experienced this with uh, some type of medical issue or what have you, where a diagnosis information like blood work that comes back and gives you information, the idea is okay. There's a, maybe sometimes a sense of relief that okay. I'm not nuts, I'm not crazy, there's something in a book, there's something a doctor has seen, there's lab work that says, hey, there's a name for this. And so the idea is that gives us oftentimes a sense of relief, knowing that there's something that is identified. Uh, Contrary to that, you might have had experiences where you're, uh, you know, let me give you an example. It's kind of an embarrassing example, but when I I was like 17 or 18, and uh, I had this terrible earache. And 17 or 18, in my mind, uh, I was a wuss. 17 or 18, I should be in a place where I just kind of sleep off an earache. And so what happened is um, I uh, I uh, talked to my mom, dad. I can't remember. But we ended up going to the emergency room. And that, that was really embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. And so, you know, because I didn't feel like I was handling it well. And so I thought maybe I was overreacting. Maybe it would just go away. And I had this uh, actual fear, and maybe you've had this too, where, and my clients have had this as well. This fear came up that said, okay, what if I go to the rheumatologist? What if I go to the therapist? What if I go here? And they look at me and they don't understand my symptoms or there's not a label for that. So, being very candid here, we're you know, my mom or dad, I can't remember, they're driving me up to the ER, and guess what happens? My earache that I had dealt with for three or four hours started to recede. It started to fall back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. It's bearable now. Mom and dad are going to spend some money, and they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And so I was trying to find a way to not go to the ER because I didn't want to have this idea that I had symptoms for no reason. So when I got to the ER, they checked things out. Luckily, my eardrum and stuff were were helping me out. They were inflamed and so forth. And so knowing that there was something there, there was a label for it, gave me quite a bit of relief. Now, in the mental health experience especially, it brings us relief to a certain extent. But then maybe simultaneously or a day or two as things settle in, then we start to see that as a label of "We're broken or a label of we're not strong enough or a label of um you know carrying on the family dysfunction and so forth and so we become very hyper aware of evidence that uh this is what's going on, and evidence that uh that uh, this label has defined us, and so where else in our life experience Am I going to see those deficits? So when I worked with youth, uh, for some reason, I think it was because of the uh, the generation, but when I worked with youth, almost any youth that came into my office, they would say that they had ADHD. And uh, as I worked with them and talked with them, I learned to do something to help them out. What would happen is their poor grades, their disrespect for parents, their their criminal issues and so forth, what was the default response? Well, it's because of my ADHD. The idea is my label defines me, and I can't do better, or I'm no better than my label. So one of the things that I did, and and maybe you should do this as well, especially if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, some type of diagnosis. The idea is that diagnosis, it is important in terms of, hey, a doctor and so forth, insurance, knowing, hey, these are the symptoms that we're seeing. But we don't want to be defined by it. So what I did, and the boys that I worked with loved this, I would take them outside and we would write ADHD on a piece of paper and we would burn that thing. Or we would tear it up if it was a cold day outside. The idea is we're not going to live by that label. As a matter of fact, I told these uh, these young men that I work with, is, okay, I understand, according to me, according to the facility, according to insurance and so forth, we're going to call this ADHD. But a poor grade is not going to be defined by ADHD. We're going to say, okay, what, are, what what can I do evidence-wise to say that there's more to me than the ADHD? So what I want you to do as you're listening to this, if you find yourself in that place where maybe you feel like all things are defined by this diagnosis. The idea is that the diagnosis is helpful. It gives us something to understand that hey, we're experiencing something that that's mostly understandable. But what I want you to do is I want you to challenge yourself to look at okay, outside of this, is there evidence that uh, I handle things in a way or I respond to things in a way that makes sense? Uh, at a funeral, you know, is my anxiety causing me to stress more than people around me? Well, how do you know what your stress level is compared to somebody else? But the idea is your anxiety very likely has nothing to do with your response to uh, a burial or a visu- uh, uh, going to a funeral. The idea is, okay, this is a normal response, fear of uh, going to the cemetery, what have you. Is it anxiety? Well, you're used to the anxiety, but maybe that's a normal, maybe that's a fair-to-be-expected Response. So as you think about mental health, as you think about your experience, challenge yourself to look at it and say, okay, where's the evidence that, you know what, I'm not defined by my diagnosis. I'm not defined by the symptoms that I have been diagnosed with.